You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Welcome. Hi, I'm Ida Rays, and I'm a certified divorce lending professional. And this is um, an interview part of the Divorce Literacy Series from the Divorce Lending Association. And we're featuring um, local family law professionals to give uh, families that are going through divorce or, you know, related events some insight and information. And today I have with me Jolie Weinberg. Jolie. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks. Would you kindly introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, well, I've been doing family law since 1990, so a long time. Um, I went to law school and love family law classes. And then when I had a chance to kind of make a decision of what I wanted to focus in, I chose family law and I was a litigator, really didn't do much um settling cases through the process of ADR, alternative dispute resolution. Um, But as time went on and as I practiced longer and longer, I became more involved in collaborative law, mediation, and really just um, embraced the idea of staying out of court versus going to court. So it's 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 been a road. Why do you embrace the idea of staying out of court? Can you tell the audience why you feel like that and maybe why it's an advantage? I think it's because of after years of litigating and watching families go through just the strain and the emotional and financial stress of a divorce, it just made more and more sense to try to get parties to start going to the table earlier, sooner, and embracing the process rather than jumping into the court process. Because I do, I know at the end of the day, um, people are much happier having control over the outcome. Yeah. Um, so tell us about mediation. What does it mean to have a, di- a divorce mediation? That's a great question because I think a lot of times people ask that and they don't really know what mediation is and people get confused when they call. Um, in fact, sometimes they call and say, I want you to talk to me about mediation and I can't talk to them because the idea of mediation, it's a neutral process and a mediator doesn't represent either of the parties. The mediator actually sits down with the parties together and has both of them understand um, that they're not acting as a lawyer, but they're acting as a neutral kind of facilitator. And they help both parties talk through the issues, discuss what's important, and come to a resolution without siding with either party, without they don't represent, they don't advocate for either party. Um, and at the end of the day, they stay out of the court process. So it's it's oftentimes probably one of the least costly ways to get through a divorce and definitely the least emotionally draining way. Okay. Do you, do you often refer them or try to pull together a team for them to help them with questions on various parts of whatever issues they are faced with? Well, I had one this morning, so it's it's a good question. Yeah. I did say to them, I'm not an accountant. You have to talk to an accountant. That's something you have to research. I can't do that for them. And I can't give them advice both legal or, you know, the little bit I know about accounting or, um, you know, refinancing a house or something to that effect. Um, so I do have them 
work with a professional. And actually the parties today, they had questions about alimony and they, the financially dependent spouse or the one who needed the help um, went to a financial planner and worked through all the numbers and went through her um, budget and came to a number that she brought to the table, but with having help. Um, it's a team approach in the sense that usually the both parties talk to different professionals. And if you compare that to collaborative, collaborative is different in that they usually hire a neutral together and it's one person helping them through the process. One person that tends to help them both work out the accounting issues or the refinancing issues or the children's issues. That way you don't have two professionals, you know, or four professionals, or six professionals kind of fighting through the issues. Instead, you have um, you know, one person helping both parties, cheaper, less expensive, less um, adversarial. Okay. Um, that's good. If Do you think most clients can handle that process? Or do you think there's like, would you recommend that for any client? Or do you have, do you sort of, in you know, sort of recommend it only for a certain scenario? I'd like to think everybody can do collaborative or mediation, but I do think that you have to have a mutual respect and kind of a trust in each other. If you totally think your spouse is going to railroad you or hide the assets or not be honest, it is very hard to go through those processes. It's, you're better off probably um, maybe going to court. I don't I try not to recommend court to anybody because I think that at the end of the day, most all of the cases settle. Most of the family law cases settle. It's just a matter where in the process they settle. So I'd like to say that sometimes people need to get through a little bit of the discovery or maybe just talk to um, lawyers, maybe even talk to the court. And then they get to the point where they say, you know, I think we should settle. I think we should stay out of court. We've been told a couple of times by different people, judges, to try um, to settle. Yeah. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little more on collaborative? What is the co what does collaborative mean for someone getting a divorce? I think collaborative, I think you said it well, Ida, that it's a team approach. And I think collaborative to me, um, there's more neutrals involved. And, you know, collaborative is probably more expensive than mediation because there's a lot of people involved, but it is a lot more support in other ways, such as a neutral person helping them with the accounting, a neutral person helping them with the finances. Um, but collaborative, the concept is everybody has their own lawyer who's a collaborative lawyer and they're trained. Um, most of the time, each party has a mental health professional who works with them, who's, we call them divorce coaches. Um, the best interest attorney um, is a, a child specialist, kind of. I, I think that... Yeah. People understand that word better, but it's a child specialist. And usually there's one child specialist who helps both parties try to do what's best for their children. Um, and there's usually one financial neutral who helps both parties get through the finances. So it's more of a village. Everybody in the village is helping the parties get through. I, we kind of say it takes a village to get a collaborative case through the process. Mediation, it tends to be lawyers in the background. And sometimes they do come to the mediation and and sometimes I ask that they come because I think it's helpful, but oftentimes it's not um, as much professionals involved. So it's, it's less costly. It tends to go faster if the parties can work together. Uh, most of my mediations I get done in one, two, three sessions. 
Mm. But it could take a couple of months. Um, both of the agreements are more durable because the parties are making the decisions. They're coming to a resolution together versus a court dictating what should happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so if you did mediation, you may, do you, do people always get, and I just want to clarify this for our listeners, do people always get an attorney or like, do you write the agreements? How does that work, that piece? That's a great question too. Um, They don't always have lawyers, but I always advise them to have a lawyer look at it. And if they say, I don't want a lawyer, I, I can't force them to have a lawyer. If they say, well, we want to have a lawyer look at it, but we don't want to blow it up. I use my collaborative list and my mediator list to say, here's some people in town that I know will not blow it up, that they do what I do, and they're going to try to make sure that you stay out of court and that we come to a resolution. And I think that helps a lot. And I go, um, I send people off because a lot of people do come in and they don't have lawyers. They don't know to have lawyers, but I'm not giving legal advice. So someone should look at it. Each of them should have a, their own professional lawyer take a look at it, even maybe have an accountant that they use, take a look at it, um, not to blow it up, but just to make sure that there's nothing in there that yeah, yeah. they're concerned so, about. So when you say blow it up, you mean basically um, not to cause more conflict, but to be resolution focused, would that be accurate? Yeah. I mean, if you got somebody to look at it, who's a, who's a litigator and, you know, they don't believe in the process, they don't believe in mediation, they're going to look at it possibly and say, I wouldn't agree to this. You could get more in court or you should, you know, this or that or the other. And then, you know, all the hard work they've done to have an agreement gets blown up. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for clarifying that. Cause I think that might be a fine point for people. Um, Well, good. If you had to describe the most gratifying case and I know you you know many many years you probably have a lot but maybe just pick one and just tell us why and how you how you able to help that client um I have a lot and and you're right and I mean like I just had a mediation this morning and in two sessions not even like one and a half sessions they were able to resolve everything and to me that's really gratifying to know that they've stayed out of court they were easy though like that was not one of my harder cases Probably one of my most gratifying cases was a collaborative case where it was a lot of work and we had every issue under the books. We had um, domestic violence, we had drug use, we had alcohol, we had a business, we had children, custody, you name it, we had it. Mm. Um, And we had a pivotal moment in the middle of the collaborative um, where at one point the dad was saying, you know, I don't want my kids taken away from me. I don't, you know, I don't think it's fair that I don't get to see them. And uh, we all kind of looked at him and said, no, that's not what we want. You know, your kids need you. Your kids need to see you. We need to have a schedule. They need to be, have you as part of their life. And it was like, you could feel the air in the room just kind of deflate in the sense that he like got it. And he said, you know, okay, I get it now. You're helping me out. You're not trying to make this adversary, you're not trying to keep me away from my kids. All right, let's talk about how we get there. Um, And it it made a world of difference. And that was probably one of my most successful collaborative cases. And when I run into other people, like the coaches and the child specialist and the other lawyer, we always say like, that was such a great success story. And and that, yeah, I think that's a great illustration of what you said, blowing up the case versus looking for resolution and trying to be 
trying to acknowledge everybody's needs and the things that are going to bring them together and not drive them apart. Right. And they were able to work dad into a 50 50 and they were able to build back the trust and they co-parented and things were great. And he just needed to know that it was sincere and it was going to happen. And once he knew that everybody worked together to get to that point. Wow. What a great example of collaborative. That's awesome. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners, Jolie? be patient with the process and realize that it is a process and also you know just um have pick pick someone to represent you on all areas that you trust and realize that you know because it is a process it might take a little bit of time but at the end of the day you'll get there and that most of the cases really most of the cases i'd say like 90% of all family law cases do settle so understand that you're going to get there and just don't panic stay calm great advice Well, I can't thank you enough for your valuable time today. Thanks so much for spending the time with us. And if someone would like to get in touch with you, probably the best place to get contact information is on your website. What is that address? It's wsfamilylaw.com. And the law firm is Weinberg & Schwartz, LLC. But thank you for um, inviting me. I appreciate it. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.